You're listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 226 for September 19th, 2017. Continuing the running conversation, we are, I guess we're here pretty focused on the next thing that we have going on, which is the Berlin Marathon, which is now days away. Just a few days. (laughs) Which is kind of scary, but we'll talk a little bit about that today. Uh, We'll be covering some just some random news and topics and stuff that we wanted to discuss. Um, and then that's going to be it for today. So let's jump straight away. Let's kind of catch up with us. What's going on. Uh, let you, you lead the way. No, I'll let you start. Okay. Um, training for Berlin marathon, which, um, is what is a couple of days away here. So I think yeah. since the last time we recorded, got some long runs in 18 miler and 20 miler had originally planned to do, a couple of 20 milers, but just uh, didn't happen in this training cycle. So hopefully the next time around, um, been reviewing more race specific information, which probably should have done beforehand, <laughs> but, uh, in terms of like the start time, which I think we somewhat recently realized was later than what we're used to for a marathon. Mm-hmm. would like the first wave starts like what, like nine or nine thirty or something like that. Something so like yeah. That. So kind of a, kind of a late start for That's a marathon. So very late start to yeah. me anyways. Um, that'll be the, what, second to the latest, I guess, I've started for a marathon with Boston being like the latest. Oh, that's true. Um, so that's always weird because you just have this time to kill and what do you do for fueling? Because now you're awake more hours and stuff. Pre-race, I mean. Yeah, I'm just randomly thinking like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, we're definitely used to most marathons start much earlier than that. But if you're talking about world marathon majors, Boston's a late start. Chicago's not. Chicago's not though. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just trying to think. Like, I don't have any idea what time London starts or Tokyo starts. But yeah, interesting question. New York is. Can't remember. I know you wait a long time, yeah. but I don't think that it's necessarily a late start. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyways, you know, looking at uh like cutoff times and what you know hydration and nutrition on course, so kind of trying to figure all that out. I've been um, spending some time on the stationary bike, get trying to get back on that, trying to get a little bit more into cross training, but not doing anything too new or too intense before Berlin marathon. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a good idea to do that, you know, like a week or two before, um, we did travel actually out of the country Yes, since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. So did some running in Azores. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Which humid. is part of Portugal. Yeah. And um, it was actually a non-running vacation trip. Yeah. No vacation. No <laughs> yep. But, but it was nice to kind of get some, some morning runs in out there. I did, uh, let's see, not this weekend, but the weekend before. I actually went out to Goo headquarters and did a, a run out there that um, the Big Sur Half Marathon, or I guess it's called, I forgot exactly what it's called, but we did the race last year. Mm-hmm. It's like Big Sur Half Marathon Monterey, on Monterey Bay on or Monterey something Bay. like that. Yeah. yeah, They were doing like a, a promo thing out there. If you did a group run, you would get a discount on the race, which we're not planning to do the race this year, but I just decided to go out there and do the group run. And um, it was led by... Olympian Blake Russell and then Magda Belay was there as well and she um was the lead cyclist of the group <laughs> run which is kind of cool like when do you get to do that so that was fun what else has been going on I feel like there's a lot going on um I signed up for some more races oh okay speaking of getting ready for a race so signed up for a trail race next month right now I'm signed up for the marathon distance but I may drop down to the half marathon depending on how much trail running I get in before then Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of looking forward to, to getting back on the trails. I joined a team for Ragnar Napa, <laughs> which I was not planning, you know, like, you know, at the beginning right. of the year, wasn't like planning on it. So, um, but it's kind of nice that, um, joining a team this time and neither one of us is actually 
captaining the team, mm-hmm. so much less planning involved. Right, right. So that'll be interesting um, and fun, hopefully. And then I signed up for the Mermaid San Francisco 10-mile race in November. So, and then if anybody wants to join me, um, I mentioned before, but it's been a little while, I do have a, a discount for the Mermaid Series races. There's actually three races still left this year. There's a duathlon and triathlon on October 7th. Mermaid San Francisco, which is what I'll be running. They have a 5K, a 10K, and a 10-mile, um, which is November 12th. And then they have a trail run in December so the code is um, Elena15. That's for 15% off if anybody wants to, to join me. And I think that's all I signed up for. Yeah, that's it. That's been that's been me pretty much. So Okay. Yeah, how about I mean, you? Hey, well, I was going to say, anything else you want to say about Berlin? Any plans? I mean, you're not trying to PR or anything no, like that? No, definitely or... not trying to PR. Um, I'd like to come in just under or around four. Okay. Just to kind of... Be done. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's, I think it's a, I mean, it's obviously a pretty like round number to come mm-hmm. in under. I think I'm, I'm there, I think. So kind of just want to, it's a flat course. Yeah. Um, the only thing is I, I haven't decided if like I want to enjoy the race more and take lots of pictures, which obviously that's going to add time or do I just go for like under four and not take pictures? So I haven't decided that, but I'm thinking close to or under four weather might dictate it too because if it's going to rain i'm not going to be taking tons of pictures right now there's forecast that there might be rain on race day so right like cool temps but it's just going to be a question of whether rain Mm -hmm. comes or doesn't or what that's like so yep which i'm not that concerned about yeah yeah Mm -hmm. me neither actually yeah (laughs) after that cim year that we always compare it to although we'll talk about a worse race for that later but yeah yeah not that we ran (laughs) but yeah i mean i don't really have any other specific plans with that so okay yeah cool so you ready to talk about um you yeah i guess i have to right have to you don't have to you have to do anything (laughs) uh what's going on with me um this is probably the least prepared i've been for a marathon maybe i think something like that so i mean my my training leading up to this has pretty much gone horribly um so that's that's just basically where I'm at. So I, I expect it to be a very long, slow, and painful day. So your goals are <laughs> to finish. Okay. And uh, that's my A goal. B goal is to finish. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, yeah. I was actually really wor- kind of starting to worry about the race, like up until like two weeks ago, and then I finally got in um, a good quality long run, and so I felt much more at ease and less kind of stressed about the race. And I normally don't stress out at all for races but um i was getting a little bit worried about what it was going to be like just because i'm really not ready for it so um but yeah i don't know that's my plan is just to go out there and i will be taking lots of pictures and enjoying the scenery and um i just have to get it done i'm a you know my back's actually felt a little bit better of late but i'm still pretty concerned about how it's going to feel in miles 20 to 26 and so um if, you never know how anything's going to feel. Well, that's true. <laughs> from mile 20, well, 26. I mean, I mean, I know what you're saying. More of a concern when you go into it with something kind of already bothering you. I mean, my back just killed me at Vancouver. And so, like, I can deal with, like, if my knees just kill me or my calves are blown, or, you know, my feet are just pounding. You know, that's that's expected and, you know, not not that big of a deal in a way. It's, sure, it's... It, you know, it becomes painful and it sucks and it makes it tough, but, um, the back kind of has me more concerned. So we'll see that that's a concern, but, um, 
they check on the cutoff for the race. It's like a 6.15 cutoff time. So that shouldn't be a problem. So, um, you know, definitely not, obviously not going for a PR, not shooting for a time. Um, honestly, I'm just going to try to go out there and make sure I get the first half done in probably in like 2.30. And then that gives me lots of time to uh, mm-hmm. to get in on uh, and finish the second half. So that's kind of the uh, the way I'm approaching it. I never looked at pace groups. So I have to look out of curiosity. I haven't paid any attention to that. Mm. It was just really today I was actually looking at the Berlin Marathon app and starting to like really get into researching the race and looking at the course. I think I did. It's one of those things. You sign up for a race so long ago that I look at a bunch of info at the time and then months and months go by and you kind of don't remember anything. So yeah. you're almost starting Kind of forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, other than that, nothing else exciting going on. Yeah, that that's I think that's it for me, right? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, yes, as I say with confidence. <laughs> I'm trying to check my notes, but I, I think that's it. Um I mean the only other thing you know, we'll mention Berlin, it's a world marathon major. Um gonna be, you know, with Berlin you're always looking at the possibility of a world record. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, some big names are gonna be there, Kipchoke's gonna be there, Kip Sang's gonna be there, Bikelli's gonna be there, Kometo's gonna be there. So um we'll see if that happens. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Um, I guess we'll know about it way after because obviously we won't be able to pay attention to that. Um, but obviously we'll be there for the race and spend some time in Germany. It will be kind of cool. Never been there before. So it's looking to be a, a fun trip for us. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, we're yeah, looking forward to it. That's the elite side. All right. Any, that's it for us, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's move on to some other stuff. Um, I just wanted to mention um, in terms of hard rock, which was a month month and a half ago something like that mm-hmm. um if you want to see a cool short film on it a short video on it bill yang's uh the gathering um we watched it uh basically 15 minutes ago or something like that um and you know pretty cool billy yang video it's kind of nice just seeing the race i mean that's the one where killian had his messed up shoulder um so it was kind of cool seeing video of him running in his makeshift sling and yeah kind of arm wrapped up and stuff so kind of worth taking a look it's only about like a 19 to 20 minute video so okay not super long so kind of a good length yeah i wasn't even planning on watching it you just happen to have it on and suddenly i was sitting there watching it with you so i think that's how i feel like that's how you watch <laughs> end up watching videos. like yeah like 75 percent of <laughs> especially on the, the ultra side. related videos yeah good point yeah on the ultras i'll say on the ultra side <sighs> specifically yeah um, the other ultra I just want to mention is like from a week and a half ago, but UTMB, um, you know, men's winner, um, Francois Dehane, uh, Killian actually came in second, mm-hmm. um, Walmsley fifth. Um, I know he was up there earlier in the race. That was the men's side on the women's side. There, uh, Nuria Picas was, uh, first Andrea, I don't know if it's Husser or Husser second and Christelle Bard was third. Um, some other notable top 10. Winners for the women's side was uh, Amy Sproston, who seems to be pretty consistently like top 10 in, in most of the races that most of the ultras that she runs. So, mm-hmm. um, And the only other thing I want to mention about UTMB was just the fact that they probably have the best live coverage of any race of any ultra out there. Um, so if you go yeah, online they do a really good to job. the website, you know, if you want to look at the runner tracking and, and live video from the race, it's actually pretty awesome. Um I think probably the funniest and dumbest thing I've said probably in the last couple of weeks was I think you were watching, was it live coverage? Of uh, UTMB? UTMB. Um, or I don't know if you were watching a video after the race, but I was like, wow, that is so beautiful. I was like, is that 
is that real? I think I said that. Something to that effect. Oh, yeah, like, that's that right. Yeah, because like, it was like, I think yeah. it was like a picture or something. Yeah. I was like, that is so beautiful. Is that like Photoshop or that's real? Yeah, or, I'm like, uh, no, that's, that's at the race. That's at UTMB. So um, it is quite an amazing scenery to mm-hmm. see if you get a chance to uh, maybe look up some pictures or, or check out some video from it. Um, I don't know. I was kind of like, whoa, that's really cool. I'd love to go run there except for, um, you know, the whole distance and they have shorter distances. The climbing and all that stuff. Well, yeah, it's funny because we were watching the Billy Yang thing earlier and I was like, you know, we finished the video. I'm like, gosh, I should I should get more into chow running and, you know, get in ultras or something like that. And then I was like, nah, you know, <laughs> it's like ultras look awesome in like five minute, 20 minute videos. It looks so cool. But um, the thought of going out there and running for 15 and 24 hours and 30 hours. Um, yeah, I'll pass. I mean, that's, you build up to really it, hard. right? No, I know, so, but you know. Um, start off with the 50K and go from there. Yeah. For some of us that are very far from that, it's like, mm, no, it's 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 cool. I'll, I'll I'll just admire other people that do it. So, um, all right, let's move on. Uh, just want to mention we did do a write up of some pretty cool socks that are on our website. Um, the features graduated compression um, socks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both actually big features fans. I think in general, that's, I almost yeah, that's pretty much all I run in. So. I was gonna say I only or, run in features and, and as of late travel in. <laughs> Because we end up doing a lot of walking when we travel. So, yeah, pretty much all my physical activity that requires socks mm-hmm. are done in features. So. Yeah, I actually yeah. like some of their um, their non-elite line just for, like, wearing around. Yeah, it's yeah, It just yeah. kind of gets expensive if that's the, the socks you're going to wear mm-hmm. all the time. But, um, I mean, is there anything you wanted to say about that? I mean, the review's up on the website, but um, anything you wanted to say about it? Um, I've been using them um, uh, for recovery. Because that's when I tend to use like compression socks or compression sleeves. So after long runs and some harder effort runs, um, and they've been working out pretty well for me. So that's, I mean, that's, I know a lot of people that wear these uh, run in them, um, but I tend to wear them for recovery. And that's, that's worked out so, so far so good for me. So I'll actually probably be wearing them post marathon in a couple of days here. So you're taking them with you to yep. Berlin. Um, the one thing I was going to say about them is they actually do feel pretty comfortable um, the compression is good, but the one thing I actually really like about them is they're not a complete nightmare to get on. And uh, because I have some other compression socks for recovery that are just so tight and so difficult to get on that I don't have that same problem mm-hmm. with these. And so I actually don't mind putting these on versus um, some other ones that I'm just like, I don't want to wrestle with myself to get these things on because it's so difficult. I don't know if that's just me or what, but... um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems like, because I have some other um, compression socks as well, and it seems like it's always kind of a a battle to kind of get these type of socks on, I think, just because of the compression. So yeah. it's always tricky. So. Yeah. yeah, and then we actually did hear from uh, Catherine on that that review, uh, listener Catherine, about um, she's said she's attempting to be more deliberate in her post-run recovery effort, so she's going to try to give these socks a try and see how that goes. So yeah, yeah. let us know how it goes. I'm curious. Yeah. Because that's pretty much when I use them. So, All right. Um, other things to mention. Um, a race that we've mentioned several times, I think, over the years of uh, Vancouver, USA, not Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to happen this year. Race the marathon. Actually, the marathon. Um, race is canceled. Um, yeah, it was supposed to happen this past weekend. Um, and they ended up canceling it about a month before, mm-hmm. which is, that's pretty short notice. So, you know, they, they gave the um, reasoning that... Um, they had a low pre-registration number. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that reasoning, but 
Well, I mean, if you don't have enough people, you're just not going to have the money or the resources to put on the race. I guess they were saying about a month out from race day, their pre-registration was about 65% less than the number from the year prior. Which is a lot less. That's a significant number. I'd be curious to see um, what they think the reason for that is. I mean, Mm -hmm. there has to be some kind of reason, I would think. Um, I'm trying to remember. Is this this a race that had an issue with the course last year? I'm kind of thinking it was, and I don't remember the specifics, but... Uh, that's sounding familiar, but yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, if that's the case, then that would that would affect it. something. But I mean, I'm I didn't follow this year's announcement that closely in terms of seeing how they handled um, the canceled race, race registrations, like if they're refunding or allowing for a deferral if they're planning to have it next year, mm-hmm. you know, or anything like that. So, if anybody um, was affected by that, I'm curious to to find out how that went. Yeah, you normally don't see huge drastic changes. And race reg from one year to the next without some major factor. Yeah, if there's a, an issue with the previous year, then obviously that'll keep people away. Or if something happens, that'll keep people away. Um, if they change their marketing tactics or a significant change in price, maybe might change it. But there, there's got to be something um, to tie it to. It's, it's um, I mean, not to take us off on a tangent, but I guess I'm going to take us off on a tangent. Um, at least on the price side, it's kind of interesting in that, you know, the last couple of weeks I was actually looking for a, for a half marathon, um, to run kind of leading up to Berlin here. And I, I said, I wanted to race more, but my issue lately is that, you know, we live in Northern California. There's tons of races actually, you know, compared to a lot of places I know we're fortunate in that there's lots of races, um, but I've done a lot of the races that I want to do and kind of the races that I still want to do, I haven't done mainly because of price. I just have a hard time shelling out certain amount of money for, for races kind of, um, some of the ones I've looked at lately, you know, when it, when it's, when you're starting to talk about $95, $100, $110 for what I consider still kind of like a local half marathon. It's a lot of money. To me, it's a lot of money. I don't know if I'm being cheap. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just have a hard I time. I could do like three low key trail races for that. That are like probably marathon distance or beyond. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Some of these, you know, halves at least that have popped up in this area, um, it's like, oh, there might be a cool race, but you know, oh, how much is Reg? One hundred and ten, and it's like, that's that's like marathon pricing, but for a half, and um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's expensive no matter what you're going to get for it. But mm-hmm. you know, okay, it's one hundred and ten bucks. What am I getting for that? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a medal, a jacket, a shirt? Am I getting a shoot? You know, what what's going shoes. on? I know you're nice not try. getting shoes, but <laughs> that'd be nice. Um, it just just seems they're too funny. Um, <laughs> it just seems expensive. So, um, yeah, like I said, I didn't really we didn't plan on talking about price, but that that's been my issue the last couple of weeks. Is just like uh, you know, like oh, I'm gonna do that marathon. It's like ninety five bucks for a half. Like mm. it kind of reminds me of that whole price per mile topic that we talked about the one time. Mm-hmm. Which you know, how much are you paying per mile? And like ninety five dollars for, like you said, like a localish half right. marathon. Yeah, it's kind of a steep price I, I for think, me. No, as I well. Agree. I mean, I think it's kind of difficult for us in in some regards, and because you know, we a lot of the times we sign up for races way out there. So, I mean, it's not uncommon for us to sign up for a race 12 months in advance or 11 right. months. So, I think for a lot of races, we, we end up paying that kind of early reg, you know, maybe that 
the race just happened this weekend. Here's the special for next year. You know, mm-hmm. hey, it's 55 bucks. It's 65 bucks, whatever it is. Um, and so. So I say maybe that skews our perception. I think so, maybe. I would agree. I hadn't really thought about I mean, that, re- but that's true because, I mean, we're signed up for a half marathon in December that I think close to race day reaches those prices, but we registered like really early and it mm-hmm. was like a third of that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that obviously does skew it. Maybe not a third, but yeah. Okay. Half. Yeah. Half. We'll say yeah. half of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Randomly um, went off. Oh. Just to tie up the whole Vancouver thing. Uh-huh. I did pull up um, when we talked about it last year and they did have an issue with their course. Okay. So they actually had a short course. So people that theoretically could have or did or whatever their... terminology you want to use uh, qualified for Boston did not get in. So that was an issue with last year, 2016. So. I'm yep. sure that had some effect. Some, yeah. How much, sure. I don't know. But right. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, moving on. Um, we kind of alluded to the rain or weather at a race, um, and this is the one you probably have to go online and check out pictures and video. So Copenhagen. I, re- I really recommend going to the link for this that we're going to post. Okay. Yeah, Copenhagen Half Marathon um, was canceled basically mid-race due to the weather. Um, I guess the rain came. There was hail too, right? And some snow. And well, I saw a picture. Yeah, with what I, it looked was, like snow. And it's on funny the because the start—if you see the picture of the start—it's like a nice race day. Yeah. It's sunny. Awesome. People have like sunglasses on, their singlets and things like that. And then you're looking at other pictures, and you're like, uh, "Yeah, like why are they like in a f- in you know six inches of water?" <laughs> yeah, I mean it, they were just literally you know you had that minor street flooding, and you know you see people at the finish line, um, you know just standing and walking through you know six inches of water and. Um, you see pictures where you can obviously tell that the rain is just coming down. So um, it's just kind of crazy. So, I mean, I obviously can't blame them for um, putting a stop to the race because um, that's not conditions that we should probably be running in. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not the safest thing, to, you know, to be running in. There was a picture. I did see one picture on Twitter or somewhere that it was, somebody claimed it was like the last runner. And they're just yeah, like, I saw that too. I don't know if it really was. Right. Yeah. It's just alone in the street. Kind of had a smile on, but you could tell, you know, the streets are soaked and, you know, the rain's coming down. And I, I think the the caption said she had a smile on her face. I couldn't really see a smile on her face in the picture. Yeah, I can't really see her face. Out. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like smile it's not on close her face. enough to see her face, but I need a magnifying glass well, but to maybe prove the, that. Maybe the person that was there that saw her, you know, could see the smile. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else on that one? Other than just check out the pictures. Uh, check it out because it's just kind of crazy. Like, yeah. I was talking about it. it does not like do it justice. You need to look at the pictures. All right, let's move on to uh, let's talk about I guess a little bit about Mexico City Marathon mm-hmm. and kind of um, do I say lots of drama? I don't know. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean it just this just took place, and um, it's I mean there's there's been several articles written about it and just all over kind of the the internet and Facebook and social media in general. I mean like Runner's World. Uh, competitor and then marathon investigation which i can't remember if we've talked about marathon investigation yeah, or not. i mean times. on on the podcast i know yes. we've talked about marathon investigation a lot but yeah we've mentioned um so yeah there was just um i mean essentially more than 1500 people were disqualified 5800 people i want to 5800 yeah were disqualified from the marathon after an investigation revealed that over 20 percent of participants failed to complete the course of those qualified disqualified of those disqualified Almost 1,300 posted times that would have qualified them for the Boston Marathon. Um, so it was a lot of um, basically course cutting, um, mm-hmm. jumping out and in, and a lot of jumping in late 
not being at the start mm-hmm. and registering your, you know, like crossing the start line, you know, with your, your chip, um, but just jumping in on course later. There's even like pictures. I don't know if you've seen the pictures where there's people with bibs lining the course as the elite runners come through the course. And it's like, uh, you should be at the start, you know, and then they jump in later. Um, but in addition to that, there's actually, you know, they call bib mules mm-hmm. as well. So people wearing other people's bibs either for them to run the race and trying to get like a Boston qualifying time or wearing two bibs. Um, there's a picture of that as well. There's even um, pictures going around of, I mean, their faces were blurred, but of quite a few runners taking like public transportation <laughs> to cut the course. So it's, it's just kind of, yeah, I would call that drama. For sure. Um, and there's a lot of speculation as to, you know, why. Like, because this is a huge number of people. This isn't, like, 20 right. people, three people. Uh-huh. I mean, 5,800. I know it's a it's a large marathon, but still, 1,500 people, that's a lot. You know, a, a fifth of the people who ran part of the course <laughs> were disqualified. That's a lot. It's it's crazy. I, I will say, you know, seeing at least one of the pictures of somebody wearing two bibs is kind of hysterically funny to me. I mean, it's, it's real like... obvious because you can see the two bibs and it has the name on there. <laughs> right. And it's... it's a guy wearing what I assume is his bib with a, a guy name. And then a, a woman's bib. On yeah. Top. yeah. It's like, what? 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 <laughs> um, and there's um, there's talk that some of the motivation could be um, the medals, which mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's that could be motivation for any race. But with Mexico City Marathon, um, I guess over the last several years, the medals have been spelling out Mexico. And so people want to like get the complete set, you know, so they don't want to miss a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but other things that I've been reading is that it seems like this isn't necessarily brand new to this race, that it potentially to some extent, maybe at a smaller scale has been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, people, a lot of people using it as like a, a training run and saying, well, I ran, you know, you know, 18 miles or 20 miles, you know, I just jumped in. I didn't want to do the full marathon. I'm training for like Chicago or something else in the fall. And so I wanted to use this as a training run. So I jumped in later, you know, and. I'm not harming anybody by getting a medal, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a few people that actually said that that was the reason why they did it and ended up getting disqualified. So, Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people that would be the actual reason. I mean... One of the articles quoted quite a few people. As that was the yeah. reason? I mean, I, I guess... I mean, it's not 5,800 people were quoted in the article, but... And if you're going to do that, then the way you should properly do that is you go and you you tow the start line, and then if you want to get a 20-mile run, right. you bail at 20. Exactly, and, and then hold. you're done. Right. Yeah. Yep. But... Um, yeah, you don't start at <laughs> 6.2 and then do your 20 mile and get the medal and everything else. I yeah. don't know. It's just such a large scale that I think it's just like blowing people away. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, if, if you're doing that to qualify for Boston, then I think that, you know, that, that ticks me off. And, you know, that's obviously wrong. Um, the rest of it, I'm like, you know, I'm almost half the time. I'm like, who cares? Whatever at this point. Um, I care. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think it, it, I don't know, weakens the integrity of our sport. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I mean, I don't think it makes it any less valuable for me to run like the next marathon that I run or anything mm-hmm. like that, if that makes sense. But I don't know. It just makes it like, eh, okay, like just go run whatever you want then and get your medal. And I mean, it is a crazy number of people. Though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the staggering thing with this story. I mean, you expect a certain, a small percentage, a small number of cheaters um at shorter and shorter at you know most races not like half marathons i guess most marathons you expect some people yeah know, either well i don't know cutting i don't know i mean i'm not i'm not surprised 
like if you told me like every single marathon there's at least one or two people that like cut the course or something that doesn't surprise me because there's people that are gonna do stuff like that like just in life you know but 1500 people 20 <laughs> percent of the participants 20 percent um 20 percent that's a lot yeah co- course cutting just makes no sense to me in my head i'm like i just don't get it like um yeah uh, you, i don't you know, know i <laughs> Like in a way, I feel like I have so much to say about it, but then like, like I know, but, to say but about what it can either. you say, right? Yeah. It's just it is what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. Curious to see actually. Um, I mean, when this first was announced, nobody had been disqualified yet because it was like preliminary results mm-hmm. and things like that. And so now that people have been disqualified, um, I'm curious to see how, if any, if in any way, things are different for the race next year, in terms of cracking down on this. I mean, because if you really had. Um, like course marshals and things like that. Some of the pictures I saw, I know I wasn't there and a picture is only a picture, but some of the things are pretty obvious. Like if you see people like cheering for elite runners on the sidelines with your own bib and then you tend to jump in like with the first corral, I mean, come on. Like, I'm just curious if the race like does anything about it next year. Um, other than I, disqualifying I, a bunch of people again after afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know. We'll have to see till next year. Like I said, I mean, that re- <laughs> if nothing else, the race could at least stop people with two bibs. Yes. <laughs> like, like, that's probably the minimum amount of effort that you could do is, right. hey, somebody comes across the line with two bibs, or you see somebody at the start line with two bibs, or you see somebody come across the finish line with two bibs. Like, yeah. that's obviously something is... Yeah, if nothing um, else, scan for people with two bibs. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the the funny thing, like I said, or, you know, we kind of mentioned with the names, it's like, it's not like they put the one bib directly over the other bib, so you no, can't see like the second bib. No, like both names are yeah. clearly visible. Yeah. You well, can't, can't see both numbers, but you can see both names. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, I know, and bibs. I know a lot of the reason that this was kind of making its way, uh, the story also was because um, registration for Boston 2018 just opened up this week. Oh, okay. And so people were like, oh, are these people going to get into Boston? Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, it's not all, not all, like I mentioned, it was only like 1,200 that actually posted times that would have qualified them for Boston and they were disqualified. But it, let's say they weren't disqualified and they all entered Boston. They could have potentially bumped a lot of people. people. Yeah. yeah. So, of- so I know that was like a big thing too, is like before people were actually disqualified, it's like, is this going to be dealt with beforehand? What's going to happen? So, yeah. Let's see if they make a concerted effort next year. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because that made me now think of the, the, the run Disney situation with that cheater, which we never ended up talking oh, yeah, about have, on yeah, the podcast. But yeah. Um, yeah, somebody who's basically stealing other people's bibs. Mm-hmm. Um, which is still not clear how that's happening, but picking uh, up their bibs at the expo. Yeah, picking up the bib at the expo and kind of taking it and running with it and um, kind of screwing over the person that was actually supposed to, mm-hmm. to get the bib. But um, at the last Disney race, they actually... Well, Disney or a group of people actually made the concerted effort to catch this person in the act. And so they did catch her um, at the finish line with the stolen bib. And so she was um, escorted off at the end and had a talking to um, by, I'm assuming, run Disney officials and the police. Um, and I, they did take her medal away, as, as it should be. Um, and then, um, yeah, she wasn't. I know there was some hubbub about whether she was going to get arrested or anything or cited for that she wasn't but when they escorted her back to her car to leave um <laughs> disney property she was parked in a handicap spot 
um, without a valid placard. So um, she was cited for parking in a handicap and spot. And which... banned from Disney properties. Yeah. yeah. So um, crazy story. Uh, that's also on Marathon Investigation. So if you want yeah. to read about this one and that one, um, I know Ren Disney's popular with a lot of people. So that was an interesting um, story to read. So um, I gave you the, the two-second coverage on that. So, All right. Uh, let's move on. I uh, just want to mention um, Nike's Breaking 2 project. Mm-hmm. That was several months back right now. Uh, yeah. That was in May. Okay. Because we watched it in Vancouver. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting timing there. Um, there is going to be a documentary about that on the National Geographic channel, which is airing on 920, which is probably when this podcast drops. But um, it will be available online, I guess, starting 921. I think it's about an hour long, right? I think so. Which? That's what my DVR said. Seems, <laughs> we'll see. Seems ridiculous because, mm-hmm. you know, if it's about breaking two, it should be like a two hour um documentary but i guess there's not that much to say about it so it's one hour i think it'd be funny Uh, if it was like a three-hour documentary about running like a sub two (laughs) (laughs) marathon well anyways i mean the first thing about that you you were asking me what channel's national geographic i'm like i have no idea (laughs) so had to look that up um but we'll press the record button on that so um yeah maybe we'll talk about that down the line i don't know if it's gonna be good or not or what so yeah um, we'll see we'll see if we're gonna we'll see talk about it after we watch it okay um, next thing, uh, we want to wish some people good luck, but before we do that, we just want to wish happy birthday to Forbes. Happy birthday. Who's... We hear, we hear it's a big one for you. So yes. I won't, I won't say the age just in case you care, <laughs> but, uh, enjoy your day. Yes. So happy birthday. Um, enjoy your year tomorrow, but that should be the day that this drops. So, yeah. Um, so, and if you're we... listening to the day of it's today. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll catch up with you in Cincinnati, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, other people to wish good luck to on races. Uh, I want to wish uh, Derek good luck at the Grand Forks uh, Marathon, but it's the Wild Hog Half Marathon, so it's at the Grand Forks Marathon. Kind of confusing. Yeah, a little he's bit. running half marathon, and then uh, Pat, who's running Berlin Marathon. So maybe we'll see you there. Amidst Hopefully. the other thirty-nine thousand nine hundred people, you never know. No. Um, and then Forbes, who's running the little Traverse Half as well. All right. Yep. Um, that's gonna do it. As I start to lose my voice here. It hasn't been that long, but I'm losing my voice already. Um, You just had to practice. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's going to do it uh, for today. Uh, Next episode, for sure, is going to be kind of a full race recap and trip report and anything else we have to say about the Berlin Marathon and our trip on that one. So, um, should be fun and interesting. Should be fun. Yeah. Should be. It will be. (laughs) The race... um, Yeah, so that's the next one. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, No, I think that's it. All right, till next time. The website for the podcast is embracerunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash embracerunning. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at embracerunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, embrace running.